Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked on Mavericks for Tuesday, January 3rd. Brand new year, new us, in fact. Um, it is Locked on Mavericks, and we're brought to you by SeatGeek, as you well know. Um, SeatGeek has taken a real, uh, real pain-in-the-ass process and made it pretty simple for you. Um, they gather up all the tickets um, in the online ticket-buying world. They're the best broker that's out there, and they'll gather up all the tickets for you and put them in one spot so you don't got to search around a bunch of different sites. Um, they'll grade them for you. A green dot would be a, a valuable ticket. A red dot would be uh, less valuable, uh, less of a deal for you. And uh, you can go to uh, get tickets to the Cowboys divisional round game here in a couple weeks, maybe Red Hot Chili Peppers um, five days from now, and then uh, maybe Tom Petty in April. How about that? And I can save you a little bit of money if you download the SeatGeek app and you go to the bottom right. There's a me tab in there. You hit that. There's a little bar that says enter promo code and you're going to throw in that uh, promo code. You're going to throw a promo code in the promo code bar. I know it's shocking. And it's going to say LO Mavs. That's what you want to throw in there as in locked on Mavs. And that'll save you $20 off your first purchase via the SeatGeek app and uh, save yourself some money and get out to an event you're trying to get to. All right, Locked On Mavs, episode 62. That sounds like a staggering number, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> here we are. I'm Mike Marshall at Machine Sports on Twitter. You can follow the show at Locked On Mavs, and he is Jacob Kemp at Not Jack Kemp. Uh, Jake, I could not be happier for Rajon Rondo and the Chicago <laughs> Bulls at this exact moment. Yeah, I mean, he's just handling it really well. I love people that are that are highlighting that. Like, look, Rondo just he's he's just handling this well. He's he's taking it in stride. He does want to be moved to another team if he's not starting, but he's just handling this real well. Yeah, like, class act. Yeah, might have a little bit of practice, but <laughs> <laughs> this has literally happened every time. Yeah, his last four stops, like this, has been the issue, and I don't know. Like, the talent's not even there. I don't know why, why people put up with this crap, like, to begin with. I don't know why they don't, like, call the last team and they're like, oh, he's the biggest a-hole you ever met? Oh, cool. Let's give him $10 million a year for two years. Well, sure. when it was Sacramento, I mean, at least they sort of are desperate. Right. Um, yeah. So, man, I don't know. I, uh, I'm, I'm very interested in how the career of Rondo will be treated, uh, you know, down the line. Because, yeah. I mean, he's... He he was electric for about four years. Got a title, mm-hmm. bodied LeBron, yeah, uh, and then has just been had a decade long downfall from there. Yeah, I think Sacramento 
added him thinking he could be in some weird fashion like a boogie whisper, like at least um, get in Demarcus's ear a little bit and maybe. Well, I, I told I could have told you that was a bad idea at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Since since he walked off the court and Rick and he uh, yelled at each other, like everything after that moment, I don't have an excuse why a team has added him. Like the talent's not there either. Yeah, I mean, I would say that he really hasn't been good since, like, 2010. Yeah. And he is not going to be good again. So let's say he plays two more years. He's going to have eight pretty much bad years, three or four good ones. And I don't know. I thought the fact that Boston moved, wanted to move him in the first place, I mean, they weren't like Philadelphia bad. Right. They, they had a lot of guards. But if, <laughs> if you're moving a guy because you don't want him around your young players, that pretty much tells me all I need to know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, all right, so what's uh, what the last game and uh, in between this very date, uh, this very time in the season has done for us? It's kind of a natural break um, because they played, uh, what, the uh, Golden State Warriors the other day and then they had a couple of days off and now we get the Wizards tonight. But what, it, what the natural break is, this is that collection of games um, and a chance actually to kind of like step back and reevaluate a few things. Uh, but this is at the start of that collection of games. It's uh, 25 days, in fact, in January, in which the Mavericks basically don't play teams that are over 500. Um, nine of their next 11 opponents are at 500 or below. I think they're all below, in fact, now that I updated the standings. Uh, it was more staggering like that the last time we did this because Atlanta has poked their head above 500. Um, so it would have been 10 of 11. Uh, if we if we quoted this stat uh, a couple weeks ago, but you go from now until um, basically January 25th, um, before you play consistently teams that are over 500. So if you're a Mavericks fan and you're thinking about how best to jumpstart a rebuild, um, how best to circumvent some of this. Uh, this pain and agony that a lot of franchises go through for two plus years, three plus years, um, this is going to be a crucial moment, and there's there's no way around it, um, because if you're in the if you're of the mind that you need to trade that first round pick right now, I'm not going to fight you on it, but uh, if you're of the mind that they need to keep a f- top four, top five pick, buckle up. Yeah, okay. I mean, to me, those are the two options. They should either move it right now and try to get better and move it for someone that is going to be here next year and potentially longer and really hoping hard that person is under 30, or they mm-hmm. should try, or they should really look at stripping this thing down to the studs. Because what they're going to do is neither. Right. And, that's, and I think we all feel pretty confident about that, and that's, that's maddening, but I, I have a – pretty good idea that that's how this is going to go because right now if they were to move their pick with another player they could almost ensure that that pick would um well you throw some protection on it but you're really talking about next year right like if you go get somebody that's decent it's not really about can they be decent this year it's almost like the cliff lee trade a few years ago Uh where you're like you know i'm not we're not really competitive this year but i can give you up something of future value to be good next year Yep. Like, I don't even know that if you add Boogie right now, like, let's say you sent away, you know, like two firsts and uh, Justin Anderson, Dwight Powell, and you get Cousins, you're probably still not making the playoffs. You're going to get close. Um, but you're really talking 
next year. Like, Sacramento would probably be getting, like, the seventh pick this year and, like, the ninth pick or tenth pick around yeah. there next year. And so that, that's probably what you're – that's probably what you're looking for, and in my gut is they'll end up doing neither. Yeah, no, they're going to they're gonna wish-wash in between and uh, not be assertive about the matter. And I saw Rick say, it might have been yesterday, that he's like, oh, I have no doubt we can, we, can, uh, we can still challenge for the playoffs. Well, what that means whenever you're saying challenge for the playoffs is uh, maybe five games left and you're five games out mm-hmm. uh, from the eighth seed. And that's, quote, unquote, challenging for the playoffs. They have no business doing any of that. But this, this is really going to test my, uh, my wherewithal this next 25 days. Like, um, if they go a nice six and five, or hell, if they go a nice seven and four over their next four game or next eleven games, I'm gonna lose my stinking mind. Well, they probably—that's almost exactly what's going to happen. It's—it's it's just going to come down to how they want to play it at the at the end of the year, how they want to um, really the last month of the season, because like they're probably going to get to where they're like six to eight back with uh, 12 to play. Yeah. But those could be super important. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the key. Is it's Right now, I have almost no doubt that they're going to end up... They're going to end up going like 8-5 and five or something over this stretch. God, it's so, going to make me sick. So the question is, after that, what do they do? Because yeah. it's going to be tempting, too, because it's going to be like right in front of them. Yep. Yep. And that's why, I mean, they got to take this out of their hands. I mean, here's the deal. In the last month, the Mavericks have played 16 games. Like, let's, I just went, uh, you know, 12-2 to 1-2. Mm-hmm. They're 16th in net rating. Right. They yeah. went 7-9 during that stretch. They're 16th in net ratings at, like, negative 2. So, that's, <laughs> that's not bad enough, man. Like, that's the team that they probably are. And, yeah. that, and, and they, they amassed that while working Dirk back in and playing a tougher schedule. If you go full complement and you play a the flip side of that easy schedule like you're talking about, I can almost promise you that whenever we look at this on February 2nd, look at the last month, they'll be like 11th or 12th in net rating. God, it's gonna be and that's nuts. probably what they would have been for the season had yep. they been healthy the whole year, which would have probably ended up being something like the 7th or 8th seed in the West. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we're 34. Let's take a look at it um, in terms of – what 538 thinks and uh, what's actually left on the table. So 34 games in, um, 10 and 24, I believe, if I didn't lose the, uh, the math on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, 10 and 24. Um, so they're fifth from the bottom at this exact moment. The only teams that are uh, worse than them or better at tanking than them are the Suns, Heat, 76ers, Nets. Okay, the Lakers are going to catch your ass. That's a guaranteed. The Lakers are about to hit rock bottom harder than anybody has seen in a while. Um, uh, five thirty-eight has them projected at thirty-one wins. The Mavericks. Yep, the yep. thirty-one wins overall for uh, at the end of the season. That would mean twenty-one and twenty-seven over their final forty-eight. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, that, I don't know how I feel a, about that. That feels a little low to me. I think it'll probably yeah. be more like twenty-three and twenty-five, yeah. which is thirty-three wins. And you know, right now, the team that is in eighth place in the Western Conference in the Kings—that was a—that was a big one right there, Mike. I know. 
I moved the microphone. I moved the headset microphone. You only hear it. The uh, the Kings are forty. They're winning at forty two percent right now, and they're they're the eighth seed. Damn. So if you get to what what do we say thirty three? Uh, thirty one is what five thirty eight has them at. If we go to thirty three mm-hmm. uh, and say thirty three and what would that be forty nine? Yeah. Okay. That's forty one percent. So right now, if they get to 33, they would be on pace to be one game out of the eighth seed in the West. Now, some of these other teams, in between them and the eighth seed, Portland, Denver, New Orleans, uh, Minnesota, and the Lakers, some of them will get better, some of them will get worse. But, I mean, without them actively taking this matter into their own hands, they're going to finish 10th in the West. Yeah. Yeah. 538, the only teams that 538 has projected um, below them is uh, Nets, 76ers, of course, because they're just putting on a show. Uh, and then Suns, Lakers, Heat. They have the Mavericks at 31, the Pelicans at 33, which I don't know if they <laughs> if they start fading pretty fast. I don't think the Pelicans um, – and we're still, we still haven't had that month of the season where Anthony Davis misses. Um, and then they got the Nuggets at 36, Kings at 35. And, uh, yeah, no, they're about to win too many damn games. Um, and the, the, the entire season to me, the entire, um, if you're taking Markel Fultz, Dennis Smith, Lonzo Ball, um, Josh Jackson, um, Malik Monk, or you're taking some dude I've never heard of and won't, probably won't have time to scout is this next 25 days. And, uh, I guess that's enough on that. I just wanted everybody to brace for brace for impact. Um, uh, the Texas Legends traded for Gary Neal. I don't know if that matters or not. I don't know if he has NBA minutes left in him. But uh, I just wanted to apprise everybody of that information. And here's some numbers on uh, the Dallas Mavericks and things that they are in the uh, – I guess these these can all be top five. Um, Mavs in the top five. And tell me if any of these surprise you from this season. Through 34 games, through this um, kind of natural break in the season that we have. They're worst at defending the three-point ball – uh, out of all the teams in the league, um, allowing 40.2%. Probably doesn't surprise you. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. And I wonder how much of that also is um, – I mean, they're definitely bad at it. I just wonder how much of that is whenever they were having to play, you know, without Williams, mm-hmm. they were playing without – you know, even starting Berea or starting um, Curry, you're going to get torched from three. Yep. And then I think also in general, if you've played the hardest schedule, you've probably played close to the best three-pointing team, uh, three-point shooting schedule. So it's probably not, they're probably not actually the worst, but they're in the, if you could somehow levelize and adjust for opponent, they're probably bottom third. But yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, I'm going to check that last 10 games here and see what it says. Nope, still at 40%. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, second worst in overall field goal percentage allowed by their opponents. Uh, last in rebound percentage. Um, whenever you, like, draw up how you want to build your team, um, I'm guessing one of, like, the first two to, like, four things you put up there is, like, defend the perimeter and uh, don't get murdered on the boards. Well, that's why they lose. Um, offense, they're third in terms of uh, total points. Um, off the three ball. So the little bit of points that they do score, they get more than just about anybody off of uh, the three ball. Last and fast break points. I don't think that's shocking. Um, 
fourth from the bottom in points off free throws, so they don't get to the line. Uh, Wes is shooting the fourth most threes per game. And uh, let's check in and our friend on our friend Harrison Barnes. Let's see. He's still fifth in the league at, uh, at isolations. And uh, if I can scroll back, I'll get you uh, post-ups real quick. Let's see. All right, I'll get that in a second. But uh, none of that stuff really shocks me. Um, I just wanted everybody to uh, – I feel yeah. like I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned like one of them like every other day, you know what I mean? So I wanted everybody to uh, have them all in one spot to realize what they're seeing, to see if their eyeballs match their, uh, their hypothesis. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, most of it makes sense to me. I mean, the three ball thing just it doesn't it it matches with what I've seen, but I feel like they should be better at that. I mean, yeah. that's kind of part of the thing of having if you're going to play Finney Smith, Barnes, and uh, Matthews, that doesn't really that's you're not really getting what you pay for on that front, and it doesn't seem like Wes is just getting shook all the time. So yeah, I don't know. It might be a that might be a function of playing so many different lineups. And of having different guys in and out of the, of the rotation all the time so that their defense on a string is basically not. Yeah. That might be part of it. I mean, I, I don't think that the skill level that they have at those positions should be resulting in, you know, 40% from three. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I think, like, you throw out this lineup of – and I'm primarily starting talking about Finney Smith in the starting lineup. You're thinking, okay, a longer defender – um, he's obviously good uh, at defending the perimeter. But if the end result is you're the worst in the league at this in terms of rebounding and defending the perimeter, then what the hell does it matter? Um, and why are you? why is this the course that you've chosen? And then it all falls back to, well, they don't have much talent because everybody's hurt. So it's kind of like I don't want to overthink it necessarily, but if they're going to – and this year, I mean, I don't even care if they correct any of that this year. But going forward with this group of talent, who's, which isn't going to be like, I don't know, it's not going to be a complete overhaul this offseason um, in terms of getting like eight new faces in here. Right. Um, I worry about it carrying forward. Um, Harrison Barnes is fourth uh, best in the league in points per possession on post-ups. So there's your, uh, there's your fun top fives. And here is two minutes on tonight's opponent, uh, the Washington Wizards. Uh, seven and three in their last ten, but they really ain't played nobody. Um, they have the they shoot the fourth fewest three pointers per game, and they hit them at a league average clip. They just don't like to shoot them. Um, I think a lot of that's probably John Wall. Um, he's not very good from three. He never has in his entire career. But um, let's see. They. They haven't played that hard of a schedule either, so they, they don't really have a ton of, an, of of excuses for being a game under 500. I mean, they are – I would almost rather be the Mavs than be a team like this. Yeah, they're the most average team in the league, basically. And they're super locked into what they have. I mean, yeah. obviously, Wall will be free soon, but, you know, when, once they made the decision a couple years ago to bring back Gortat, uh, I think that was before they moved Nene. Yeah. But – they they locked themselves in by and it's not that different from what they're almost like Portland East. Yep. Where they have a backcourt that is paid that doesn't really fit together but are both pretty good. Um and they're just average. And it's such an odd 
This is like the flip side to getting to watch Warriors Cavs. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, like the Warriors Cavs has created this incredible top heavy thing. It's so fun. But then all these other teams are like, well, what are we even doing here? We drafted well. We right. spent money. Like we we want we want that. We want to replicate what they're doing right there. But then you don't realize like um, a close uh, approximation of that that isn't elite at both positions and doesn't knock down threes at a retarded rate. Like mm-hmm. it's just doesn't work the same. And you end up with an average team with twenty plus million dollars sunk into both your backcourt positions, and then you can't defend uh, and you can't rebound. And the things that stick out to me why they're not. Uh, worth their paper or worth their, you know, what you think they would be. Um, they're really bad defensively. They're uh, they're 25th overall, according to Synergy. They're actually great in transition defense, but just overall they can't defend. Um, and I, I'm puzzled. I'm a little bit puzzled as to why this team is the way they are. I mean, they've gotten – they finally got something out of Otto Porter. Yeah. They, fin- they finally found a, uh, somebody that can play in Markeith Morris – and they're just – I think I think it's a lot of it's their bench. Yeah, I was going to say, Mahimi not being able to play is – Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And looking at their uh, their lineups, let's see. Their starting lineup is a positive 9 in the net rating. When they throw Oubre in there for, uh, for Markeith Morris, they go plus 24-8 in the net rating, which is kind of surprising because their offense goes off the charts. And then their next three lineups – are all negative. Whenever you start throwing Marcus Thornton in there, yep. it really jacks everything up. Um, and whenever you get uh, Ubre and Morris on the court at the same time, it just doesn't work. But yeah, they haven't. They've they're seven of the last ten, but I think their best win is probably a <laughs> a Charlotte win, um, maybe a Pacers win. Uh, they beat the Clippers, but obviously that was without uh, CP3 and Blake um, on December 18th. So they're they're on the uptick, but I don't know if their actual quality of basketball has changed in any fashion. But uh, we'll figure it out tonight, 7.30, hosting the Wizards at the AAC. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow to break down some of that and maybe talk about – what in the hell? My autoplay. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> maybe – and maybe look at uh, this Real GM uh, NBA rankings of uh, team portfolios. Um, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. So thank you for listening. And, uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. All right, man. Good times. Yep. takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17